0: Good afternoon, everyone. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth, introspection, and stir your heart to hunger after God. So today, uh, as we conclude our series entitled Encounters with God, I'm going to wrap up today and talk to you from the title, God is Moved by Your Faith. And... I hope you guys uh, have been blessed by this series. The whole premise of the series was to get you to see faith in action. And so that's why I'm wrapping up today uh, with this particular episode entitled God is Moved by Your Faith. And so stay tuned. It's not going to be a very long episode today, and we are wrapping up our series And, of course, I hope that you have been blessed. This is the seventh part of the series. So, you know, seven is the number of completion. Um, So I hope you guys were blessed. Uh, God really put this series on my heart a while back. Um, It really is designed to encourage you and strengthen you to continue to walk out your faith, and continue to trust God. And continue to invite God into every situation and every circumstance. And so I'm going to play a a little bit of this song called Yes and Amen. And I'm going to come and talk to you um, briefly about how God is moved by your faith. And we're going to go ahead and wrap up the series. And (laughs) man, so anyway, be in prayer um, in regards to the podcast as we continue and to move in the direction that God will lead us in in regards to these episodes and speaking into uh, this culture, uh, speaking um, things that are re- relevant, uh, practical, thought-provoking, and uh, heart-wrenching, right? Um, things that will really kind of get to the heart, you know, of our of our spirit, and cause us to hunger more after God, all right? So let's go ahead and play a little bit of this song, and we'll get right into our discussion. Thank you again for joining.
1: i Confidence, in what you say, what you say. Our sure foundation is what you say, it's what you say. I hope is built on nothing less but what you say, what you say. I can't believe, cause what you say is true, yes, what you say. What you say? You say I'm healed, I'm delivered, I'm free. That is what you say. Is what you say. I'm a lender, not a borrower. That is what you say. Is what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what you say. Let's say this. I will rest. say that. In your body
0: love that song. It's entitled Yes and Amen and you hear Maverick City Um, the rendition is by rap Maverick City and you have Chandler Moore who's leading um with the vocals. So man, there's a line right there. It says, I will rest in your promises. My confidence is in your faithfulness. Man, that's it right there. Like you know, Faith, faith is believing, believing and standing with confidence and assurance on the word of God. What he said, not what the world says, not what the news says, not what the doctor report says, but standing in confidence on what God has said. And for the life of the believer, the Word is the thing that we fashion our life after. It's not something that we just we just confess that we believe in God, but the word is the instructions that God has given us on how to live out and walk out our faith. As we live a life to please and to follow and to serve God, and so, you know, we um, and that's the difference because when you begin to le- begin to live according to the Word, your life has a different fruitfulness that that other people can come. And now feast upon that that fruit, the fruit of the spirit that has been cultivated because you've been walking out your faith. You've been walking out. You've been living according to the word of God. So when you have something to give, it's not just about what you have to gain. It's about what you have to give. And can other people glean from what you have um, from the faith that you've been nourishing and cultivating? Can other people come and, and find nourishment? Um, are those juices flowing into other aspects of your life or is it just relocated just to you? If you don't have any fruit, then you have to begin to reassess. Am I really walking by faith? Am I living my life according to the word? Because when you live your life according to the word, you're going to produce fruit that other people can Glean from, right? Um, you know, people are going to begin to see joy. They're going to be begin to see peace that surpasses all understanding. They're going to be able to see the love of God. They're going to be able to see faith at work, right? They're going to be able to see gentleness and self control. And that, you know, you're not rattled by every situation and circumstances that come in in your life. And that's evidence of the fruit of the spirit. But it's also evident that you've been walking and living according to God's word. And so there's no way that you uh, could be living according to God's word and God not produce fruit in your life. And it's so important because we need to understand that God is not moved by us burning sage God is not moved by us using crystals. God is not moved by that. God is moved by faith. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so sometimes even even our feelings don't move God. Even our fears don't move God. I mean, he may notice because the Bible says he cares for us. He, He sees your tears. He's concerned about your struggle, but he is waiting for you to exercise the faith That you already possess He's waiting for you To really take him at his word He's waiting on you To pick up the baton And start running this faith race Instead of just sitting on the sidelines And being so consumed By what you're facing And what you're struggling with He said I'm waiting on you To start exercising bold faith what is bold faith? I remember, you know, I think God sometimes is calling us back to um we we call it crazy faith. We we call it different things. I just think we had a different zeal. When you first believe, when you first come to Christ, you're just like a baby. You don't feel <laughs> babies. You know, they're climbing on the uh, couch and you can see the possibility of of them falling, but they seem kind of fearless. Right. They they they're walking close to the edge. Uh, Can you imagine a little kid that just learned how to walk and he's walking close to the edge and, you know, he doesn't see any danger. He just is excited about this new adventure, (laughs) you know, this new journey. And he proceeds, he or she proceeds without any type of fear. It's the mom walking around trying to prevent, you know, the baby from falling. Or We're seeing all of the, the potential dangers, but that baby doesn't see danger. That baby right now is fear fearless. And that's how we are when we first come to God. We just was radical about our faith. When you would just go up to anybody and start talking and sharing the good news, now there's so much more apprehension because we know that there may be resistance or we may suffer rejection. But that's different. When we first got saved, we didn't have that apprehension. We were like fearless. We like that baby. <laughs> you know, we're not even paying attention to the potential dangers. And I think as we grow, sometimes we lose some of that fearlessness that we had when we, you know, now we know so much that there's so much apprehension. There's so much more danger. And so we're a lot more cautious, right? But when we first believed, we were bold, we were radical. And I think sometimes we still got to get back to that place of faith where we were bold and we were radical and believing God's word and taking God at his word. Um, And And I I can't express enough how God is not moved by all of these extra things that we think that we have to do. God is not even moved by our works. That is not moved. That's not what moves God. The Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So where there is faith, you're going to see works. But faith is the thing that you lead with. Right. You don't lead with your works because your 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 works should follow your faith. Your works should follow your faith, okay? And so there's going to be works, but works alone is not the thing that pleases God. And I think that's what's hard about Christianity is because there's no, let me do A, B, C, D, and then. There there are some things that you need to do, but you can't earn your way into salvation. You you know, it's by grace that we're saved. And so I think that's the mystery to it. To a lot of people who don't believe is that grace seems, you know, like I don't have to do anything. So it's hard to wrap their mind around it because they've been we've been conditioned as a society and as a as a world. If we if we do this, then we'll get this result. And that's not that's not even necessarily true. Right. That principle is not necessarily true because there's many of people who went to school and got an education and they felt like if they went to school and got their education and they would get this result. And a lot of them haven't seen that result. So it's not because it has to everything you do has to be based and solidified and founded on the word of God for it to be sustainable and really for it to be effective. And so. You know, a lot of people want to know the will of God is, you know, but he's the only thing that he's moved by. He's moved by faith. When we see Mary and the angel comes to Mary and tells her that she's going to have to conceive, that she's going to, she's a virgin. She's going to conceive a child. She said, be it unto me. What bold faith? Not under, not understanding. I mean, can you imagine (laughs) I mean, can you imagine the shock? Can you imagine what in the world, what assignment is God giving me? This is crazy. How am I going to produce, you know, (laughs) a baby? And I've never been with anyone, you know, in that romantic, intimate type of of setting. And she said, even though what she heard and the task she was given was a hard thing, Right? <laughs> and here she is gonna carry and birth the son of God. I mean, what a humongous task. What I mean <laughs> this is her response. Even so be it be it unto me. What what faith? And confidence and trust that she had in God, even though her mind probably couldn't rationale, you know, the totality of, of the task before her. Abraham is another example. He t- and God tells Abraham, leave your kindred, leave everything you know, and I want you to go to a place that I have prepared for you. I mean, he just told Abraham to start walking. He just told Abraham to go. What faith and confidence and trust Abraham had in just the word that God said. Not understanding what that journey was going to entail. Not understanding the challenges that he would face. Not understanding you know what was before him he had to leave he he had a word from god and he and the word was just go abraham leave everything that you know leave your kindred leave your father's house and go can you imagine the faith a lot of times y'all we struggle with god's instruction because we are trying to rationalize this thing in our own minds because we want a roadmap when sometimes God has only given us a word and that roadmap won't be unfolded until we take each step that God is calling us to take I'm trying to get you to understand, guys, that God is moved by your faith. So sometimes when things are not materializing, you got to ask yourself, am I moving by faith or am I moving based on my fantasy? Am I moving based on fear? Am I moving based on facts alone? Am I moving, what am I moving based on? Is my movement something, God told me to move in this direction or am I moving without getting his insight? Am I moving without getting the go ahead from God? Am I walking and living and fashioning myself after the word of God? Because for the Christian, the Bible is oxygen for the Christian, right? So you got to ask yourself, you know, are, are we really moving by faith? What, what, is, what is moving you? What is causing you to move? And are you adhering to the voice of God? You know, years ago when we were struggling with infertility, I had a word from God prior to getting married. I had a report. Then I had a word from God that reassured me that he was going to bless me with babies. This is before I even met my husband. I had a report from the doctor it was going to be hard for me to conceive. And I remember one morning I had to stop at the oil place to get my little clunker. (laughs) I had a little clunker, this Chevy Prism that I had that was burning through oil like nobody's business and it would just <laughs> go through it was just burning oil so every now and then i had to stop at the old place and grab some oil um to to refill the oil because it was just burning through oil and i remember this particular morning because i was in a rush and a lady was in front of me and it looked like she was carrying something it looks like a little carrier pouch or something And i thought maybe a bible was in it but i couldn't see closely to determine really what it was. I was just in a rush. And matter of fact, I was impatient cause it looked like she was taking too long <laughs> to check out her items and I'm behind her and I had to get to work. I got to put this all in the car and I got to get to work. So I'm in the back like, man, I just hope this lady Harry's up. <laughs> Finally, she gets all her stuff paid for and it's my turn to come to the counter. So I pay for my stuff. I rush to the car to pull up the hood, to put this oil in so I can get back on the road. And before I could pull up the hood, this lady comes to me and she said, I don't know you and you don't know me, but God told me to tell you that he's going to answer your prayer. And she hugged me and she walked away. Now, me being the person that I am, I asked God, hey, you know, which prayer? (laughs) Because I pray a lot of prayers. And he said, the thing that's on your heart that you haven't uttered. And immediately I knew it was the report that the doctor had given me that it was going to be hard for me to conceive because my ovulation was, you know, all over the place. It was erratic. And he was like, you're going to need some help conceiving. And I was devastated because basically he was saying it was going to be hard, you know. Um, And but I had that morning, God sent me a word of encouragement. And I remember crying all the way to work. Because I knew that's what God was, the, the prayer he was going to answer was that I, that I wanted to be able to conceive kids. So I, this is before I met my husband. And when I met my husband, when we were dating, and then like two years after dating, we got married. And, and then I, was, I think a year into our marriage, a year after we had been married, it over a year We started trying to conceive and nothing was happening. And then we went and got fertility treatment. And when I was um, getting fertility treatment, I just felt like an experiment. (laughs) I mean, it just caused our marriage to be tense and stressful, and just going through the whole process of the infertility and all these different things they wanted to do and tests they wanted to run. And it just, it just became a whole chore that I just, I ended up being really depressed thinking, you know, something so beautiful shouldn't be so hard. <laughs> um, and I, I kind of just forgot all about, I really didn't forget, but I kind of, I kind of allowed, the voices and opinions of other people um, to drown out what God had promised me. And I think we have to be careful of that um, because faith is not based upon merely what you see. You know, the Bible says that faith is the substance of things hope for and the evidence of things not seen. And so you haven't seen it yet, but that doesn't mean that it's not there. And God knows the deep desires of your heart, and a lot of times he will give us an encouraging word, and the whole challenge is holding fast to that word in the midst of what it looks like. I mean, holding fast what God said, even though it has not yet materialized and even in the face of what it looks like, it looks like oftentimes in our way, it looks like it may not materialize because time is now passing, but we still got to focus on what he said. We got to center our mind on what he said. And I think that is so important. And it's also challenging to do because there's so many different things that come to distract you and to come to deter you from what God said so that you won't possess what he promised. My goodness. I just said something right there. I felt the Holy Spirit. Now, look. What I told you is God is moved by faith. So fast forward we're dealing with infertility we're struggling year 1 pass year 2 pass year 3 pass year 4 pass year 5 pass i mean we, we we still got a word from god but we sh- we, we trying to make it happen in our own ability and our strength and now we're becoming frustrated in the process and now i'm becoming depressed in the process and god sends another word while i'm serving in his house he sends another word to free me from depression when i tell you god is faithful When I tell you that God cares, but I also want you to understand that God is moved by your faith. I, in order to even get on the other side of depression, I had to receive the word that God sent to bring me out. I had to receive. And that means I had to come to a place where I was no longer in denial about where I was in order for God to really uh, bring me out on the other side of it. And through that process of getting to the other side, man, I had to really, God had to unpack and uncover some stuff that I was trying to carry. And one thing that he really led, really dealt with me about during that time, he said, you trying to carry it. You never had to carry this by yourself. Nobody told you you had to carry this. You You took the burden on yourself and now it's crushing you. So I had to release it. I had to hand it over. And I remember I'll, remember, I'll never forget, it was a day after that. It was It was months after that prayer that I came home and told my husband, we're going to be happy and we're going to be married and we're still going to be blessed. If God blesses with kids, great. If God don't bless us with kids, great. But we're not doing no more fertility treatment. And that was the end of fertility treatment. And I remember God began to restore joy back into my marriage. God began to help me get back to a place of worship and devotion, uh, where I spent time with Him, where I, you know, wrote songs and p- poems, <laughs> um, man, and and we didn't stop believing God's promise. We just s- stopped believing that it was contingent on all our efforts and our ability, and we start believing that if God said it, that He was going to bring it to pass. My goodness, <laughs> if God said it. He's going to bring it to pass, right? And and I remember praying and said, okay, Lord. And it, I mean, as soon as I stopped trying to do it in my own strength and ability, as um, soon as we stopped the fertility treatment, I had so much peace. I mean, it's like stress just lifted off of me. Worry just lifted off of me. This is how you know if you're doing it in your own ability and strength, you're constantly going to be worried and stressed. But if you're... Really submitting and surrendering and really relinquishing control and and really trusting God, you're gonna have peace, you're gonna have joy um, because God is moved by our faith and so we we took our hands out of it now I remember asking God, what do you want us to do? What is our part? He said, "You just need to be healthy." You need to be healthy mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So then there are things that I did during each pregnancy to make sure that I was healthy. Working out, eating right, making sure emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, that I was trying to that I was healthy. That was my part. There are some things that God is going to require of you. But for the majority of it, if he gave you the word, he is going to be the one that brings it to pass. The only obligation you have is anything that he's told you to do is for you to be obedient to whatever he's told you to do. OK, And believe him for the for the outcome. Believe him to bring it in, bring the manifestation, believe him to bring to fulfill that promise. Believe him for that. But you got to continue to still walk out your faith. And you know, you got to still continue to serve. You got, so I, I still continue to serve. I, I still continue to be obedient to the things that God had put in my hands to do. And I think that's so important. And once we did that, about a year later, we found out we were pregnant. See, God don't need your help. He's moved by your faith. And when we got out of the way and stopped trying to help God and just start moving in faith, just rested on what he said and did what he told us to do, what our part was, then God showed up just like he said he would. God fulfilled the promise just like he said he would. God is moved by your faith. And I think that's what I've been trying to get you to understand through this whole series is the importance of inviting God into every area of your life, into your relationships, your finances, your business, whatever it is, everything that concerns you concerns God. And so really, it's so important, y'all, especially as believers, that the world needs to see faith in action. They're seeing a whole lot of stuff, but what they're see- not seeing a lot of in many occasions is our faith in action. So I hope um, as you, as we go into December, you know, where we are um, celebrating the birth of Jesus, the son of God, that we understand that God sent his son. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. But not only that, here even now, he wants you to experience his goodness even in the earth. He wants to fulfill some of his promises even now in the earth, not just in the sweet by and by. And so, you know, there's a scripture. He said, you know, when I come, will I find any faith? That's that's what God is. God recognizes faith. God doesn't recognize you complaining. He doesn't recognize you mummering, But what he's looking for, he said, when I come, will I find? And the only thing that he's looking to find, he said, will I find any faith? He didn't say, would I find you if you're famous? He didn't say, "If I will I will I find people with a lot of followers on Twitter? Will, will I find a lot of people with a lot of followers on Instagram? Will I find influencers? No, he said, when I come, when I find, will I find any faith? When I find anyone still holding fast to my word? Will I find anyone still standing with confidence, Will I find anyone still trusting me? Will I find any faith in the earth? God is, he's looking for faith. And and wherever faith is, that's where the miracles can happen. I felt the Holy Spirit on that. Wherever faith is, miracles can happen. You got to get back to believing God again. And that's what I just want to encourage you believe God again. Whatever's disappointed you, maybe you got disappointed. Maybe you, your faith has been injured. I don't know. But I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to get back to believing God again. To get back on believing his word. Everything else is going to fail but his word. is that heaven and earth shall pass away but his word shall stand forever. That's the thing that's going to be standing when all is said and done. It's the word of God. So, like I said, as we go into December, I hope your faith is stirred and you understand that God is moved by your faith. Your faith and what he said. All right, you guys, be blessed. And I hope you have enjoyed this encounters series. And this is our last episode in that series, and we'll see what the Lord says for December. You guys, thank you so much for tuning in. This is your host, Debbie Harris with In Hot Pursuit, where we strive to bring you biblical truth, introspection, and stir your heart to hunger after God. Be blessed.